0: Hey guys, Dando here, just giving you all a heads up that this review of Mother Simpson was actually recorded 12 months ago as a Patreon exclusive. So if anything we say during the review sounds a little bit dated, we make some dated references, or the show doesn't quite feel the way it does these days, that's your answer why. I'd just like to take this time to thank you all once again for your ongoing support. This show would not be here without you, so thank you guys. Now sit back and I hope you enjoy our review of Mother Simpson. This episode of Four Finger Discount is brought to you by Big Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack, Brisbane's home of delicious barbecue. Roddy's Rib Shack is one of Brisbane's favourite barbecue places. They serve up delicious food, not only ribs, but they do great burgers. They do veggie burgers, so they cater for all sorts. And you'll save 10% off your food and drinks bill with the code It's a Secret. Roddy's Ribs is also available for group bookings and functions. Head to BigRoddy'sRibs.com to find out more. I just don't think you should get too excited about the woman who abandoned you for 25 years. You could get hurt again. First, it wasn't 25 years. It was 27 years. And second, she had a very good reason. Which was? Well, I don't know. I guess I was just a horrible son and no mother would want me. Oh, homie, come on, you're a sweet, kind, loving man. I'm sure you were a wonderful son. Then why did she leave me? Let's find out. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount, proudly brought to you by The Simpsons Quotes. Nobody gets any more Facebook page, nohomers.net, popculture.com.au and Podbean. I'm Dando. I'm Mitch. We're here for a it's special... Also today, brought to you by you guys. Yes, very special premium review of Mother Simpson. been having many requests for this one, finally getting around to it. Didn't love this episode as much as I thought I would. I, I just remember it being so great, probably because of the ending. I think the ending sort of supersedes the episode itself. Yeah, I mean... It is a it's a great moment. It's a really sweet moment. But the episode leading up to that, it's good, but it's not great. It was a nice Homer episode in the sense that we saw a side of Homer here that we've never seen before. Yeah, like a nice. And it's strange it took them until season seven to actually get to this story. Um, that Homer doesn't have a mum. I know they've referenced yeah. it a couple of times, but it's not really been as cuts of a story. Yeah, but I guess it like it is one of those stories though that you kind of once you've started running out of ideas of what you can do within like the kind of universe that you already have, then that's when you start thinking, oh, who, can we bring someone from outside? Maybe we'll investigate Homer's mother and that sort of thing. Now... What do you think of the overall episode? Overall, I th- you know, it's it's a good episode. It's it's just not... Um, you know, I, I wouldn't put it in top 10 lists or anything along those no lines. Any, not even top 20, 30. Like, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not funny, it's, but it's something it's, cons- it's meant to be. It's consistently chuckle-worthy, but it's yeah. c- there's no massive belly laughs throughout no. for the most part. There's no standout moments classic moments of Simpsons history kind of thing. Like Mono- Marjorie's no. the monorail, that kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. O- outside, as you said, of uh, as we've already mentioned, the ending. the ending. And that's why the ending is mostly why we're talking the about ending The ending is fantastic. but yeah. yeah. I do like Homer having a tendency to ruin things. The pelican landing yeah. on his head, dropping a fish into his pants. And then his, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I just like how Homer becomes a kid. Yeah. Anyway, you were going to say something and I rudely interrupted you. You did. I was going to say that I... Uh, it- it's morning. Um, today and mm. now we normally record in the evening. I'm I'm more of a sort of late afternoon to nighttime operator. Uh, but this time I have a coffee because, what happened the last time we recorded in the morning, Dando? We ended up f- killing each other. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were just you were ill, weren't you? And you did your best, and you did a fine job. But there was just moments where you were just like, uh, what, you, what's, what? Where am I? Let's, what's happening? Let, let's go to the tape. But it's a really nice touch of the cat burglar then stealing the newspaper and leaving his calling card. As the, Uh, sorry, I was just thinking about two seconds ago. Say that again. Not my proudest moment. And I would sit there and go, will you pay attention." You're like, "Oh, but yeah, but I'm just reading." I was trying to pay attention. Uh, I just couldn't read things. (laughs) (laughs) Photosynthesis. Damn your feeble brain. But today I have a latte. But I'm still under the like. I've had this bullshit for the last seven weeks. You seem more lively though. Slightly, but it's it's all an act. I'll come crashing downhill soon. That was after the Hawthorne game yesterday, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) I reckon for the last seven weeks, I've been at like 80% health. Like I've not been sick enough to classify myself as sick, but I also haven't felt well. Yeah. I go through those moments all the time. I haven't had it happen for ages. It's awful. Is this how people live? Normal people, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm used to just being able to walk out Superman style, catch a bit of yellow sun, puff my chest out, and go about my day. So, uh, what was your favourite moment from the episode? Don't say the ending, because that's cliche. No, well, it wasn't if end. we're going to start imposing rules on our favourite moments. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my favourite moment from the episode that wasn't the ending would... Because end. I had ending I thought, Mitch would say to me, that's too cliche. It's to the end. newspaper headline. Yep, you did better. That, I, that, that I text yeah. you about. The newspaper headline, after Homer is reported as being dead, local man loses, li- uh, loses pants, comma. Life pants more important, (laughs) (laughs) and the beavers tried to rescue but failed. Yeah, (laughs) I as sad as this is, my favorite moment was just I love the delivery from Dan where he says, "Then why did she leave me?" Ah, yeah, and Marge going into bat for Homer, which I liked as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all approached Mona for different reasons. Mm. So trivia, I'll kick it off. How much did the dummy cost that Homer got? Six hundred bucks. Six hundred bucks, correct. What were the diseases or germs? wiped out by uh, the I was going to write that antibiotics. Down, but I, didn't. I know one was like Boogie Woogie or something. <laughs> boogie Woogie uh, influenza. Yeah. Uh, rocket pneumonia. And then smallpox, diphtheria, and typhoid. Okay. What year did Walt Whitman die? Uh, damn you, Walt Whitman. Um, over a hundred years ago. Over a hundred years ago. Wow. Eighteen eighty six. Ninety two, nearly. Mm. What tape did Burns attempt to play that Smithers attempted Val- over his water? Yeah. Uh, it Ride of the Valkyries. Ride. Of the, I, I can never remember if it's Ride of the Valkyries or Rise of the Valkyries. I think it's. I think it's Ride. It's Valkyries anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Wagner. How much does Mona owe Bart, according to Bart? Uh, it it's like two grand or something. No, twenty-two thousand dollars. Twenty-two thousand dollars. <laughs> I'll Kwanza you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, germ warfare. Uh, uh, what was the slogan of the germ warfare? Laboratory. Oh, I wrote this down. It's actually one of my questions. It's my next one. When the H-bomb isn't enough. Yes. Who was on the alarm clock that they set off at the germ lab? Who was on the alarm yeah, clock? Yeah, there was a drawing of somebody uh, on the alarm clock. Ah, oh, I did look at that. But I couldn't make it's out the, who it was, was. the vice president of Nixon. Was Lyndon Johnson vice I'm president? I'm not even sure how to pronounce his first name. Spiro Agnew? Oh, okay. Spiro Agnew? Okay. I wasn't sure if Johnson ever had time in office before becoming president. No. Yeah. Obviously not. No. Um, The last question that I have, mm-hmm. according to Mr. Burns, what isn't anthrax? Oh, don't. Groovy. Well, when was that? In? He talks about um something about dropping some anthrax on some hippies. They didn't think it was too groovy. Oh, of course, yeah. Who was also at the post office when Mona and Homer go there? There's two other Springfieldians just doing their business. I paid very little attention to the background. Obviously, Burns, because he sees her. Oh, besides Burns, sorry. Oh, okay. So actually, I, I don't think you saw Burns in the shot that when they first walked in. Oh, when they first yeah, walked yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. Krusty? No, it was uh, Skinner okay. and Maud Flanders. And I really liked it because, like you said, I wasn't paying attention to the background, so they didn't even need to have them there. Yeah. But it just adds that feel it of just realism. makes the room feel full. Harry Morgan, who was one of the guys from Dragnet, mm-hmm. was made famous, or most famous, during the, say, 70s slash 80s for playing which character on TV? Someone from Dragnet? No, no. <laughs> it's 50s, so... Um, Harry Morgan, in the... In the when, sorry? Seventies and eighties. So like seventies and eighties is when this show was on. Okay. I think he joined the show maybe late seventies. Which one was Harry? Is he the one with the white hair or the one with He's the kind the, of yeah, bald round? The shorter head? guy. Shorter guy, white hair. It's been mentioned on the show before. Um The show has been. I On The Simpsons before. Yes. Happy Days? No, it's uh Mash and he played Colonel Potter. Ah, oh, he was Colonel Potter in Mash. Yeah. I love Colonel Potter. Yeah. What a sweet man. It's actually sound it looks and sounds like him. That's Never I never realised. Yeah, so, well, I've never seen an episode of Dragnet. I'll I've only get, seen uh, the Simpsons. I looked up Dragnet. I'm like, that's Harry, that's Colonel Potter. Yeah, yeah. wow. <laughs> and I listened to the voice. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go home and I'm going to watch Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen. I'm going to just look up and see whether um, Harry Morgan was actually a voice on this show. Harry Morgan. Harry Morgan was a guest star. Well, oh, there you go. Potter was on the Simpsons. <laughs> I had. I can't believe. How did I miss that? I'm like, it's, oh, sounds like. And whoever did it did a very good job. Yeah. I'm used to them impersonating celebrities. Yeah, Harry Morgan, Colonel yeah. Potter on the Simpsons does a great impersonation of <laughs> himself. of himself, yeah. I've only got one more question. What does Homer's tombstone say? What's the subline? Oh, the one that Patty and Selma gave him. Yeah, um, and what's, and it's what Wigan reads underneath, uh, backwards, or underneath, upside <laughs> <or> down, whatever. <laughs> Hang on, I, uh, I wrote down the upside-down pronunciation, which I really liked. I will right, we'll answer your question in a moment. Um, what was it, Eustace uh dewo or uh, something like Diwo, that? yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, is it where Richard... Th- th- we're richer without him or something? We are like- richer for having lost him. That's it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now a few facts about the episode before the full review. The ending shot with Homo gazing at the sky, as we've mentioned earlier, is one of the best yeah. moments of the episode, it was decided at the table read, but the uh, the drawing at the end was inserted by David Silverman because he felt that the scene was so touching that no dialogue was needed. It was yep. just that one shot. I did like the shooting star going over at one point, though. Mm. Uh, just so people didn't think their TVs had frozen. yeah. <laughs> And they made sure that... Great score by, uh, I presume, Danny Elfman did yeah. the end, was it, end score as well. It Danny, or was it Hans Zimmer? Did they get Hans Zimmer? I'm not in too sure. It? I didn't spot his name in the credits, but okay. that's not to say that it wasn't there. Yep. But uh, they also made sure that no promos aired over the closing credits because of the moment and the, like I said, the music's so great, matches yeah. are so good. Mona Simpson's crime was intentionally the least violent crime that they could possibly think of because the writers didn't want anyone... To think that she could harm anybody, and she was only caught because she came back to help somebody. Yeah. We should discuss the Mona character, actually. I always looked at her as a bad person for leaving her behind, but I guess she did have reasons. But in saying that, Grandpa had every right to be angry. He was left with a child. Yeah. She didn't say goodbye to, to Abe. So you can sort of feel sympathy for him. as to yeah, why course. he was angry at her. Yeah. It's pretty well crafted in that regard. Yeah. It's, it's hard to retrofit. The perfect crime to be able to feel sympathy for a character. Who ditched her son. Yeah, like, I I tried doing this for a, uh, a book idea where I needed to have someone who absolutely was guilty but also needed to have been a sympathetic enough character. So, I was like, I need people to think, yep, he probably deserves what he's getting here but I also need them to think... Oh, but he's also kind of nice. So, the uh, what I kind of crafted was that it was a, a break and enter. Um, He was there with someone very close to him. They were kind of fooling around in the kitchen, just, you know, pretending sword fights with butcher's knives and that sort of stuff, not realising anyone was home. Someone comes home, startles him, his friend turns around and accidentally stabs the person because oh. his knife's already in hand. So, like, yes. as he spins just around. As he's turning around, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, because his friend has so much more going for him in his life, the other guy takes the rap for it. This person dies. So I was like, he's he's broken and entered. He's put himself in the situation. He, absolutely everything, you know, that comes his way, his actions have led to someone's death indirectly. But he's taken a direct hit for it, therefore, sympathy. I nice play. That's just a little insight into my mind of, you know, what I what I will and won't forgive in the criminal justice system. It's kinda of like uh I would say Walter White and Breaking Bad. A little bit. That you you you. I would appreciate go that with he him. got what was coming to him. Yep. Spoiler alert for everyone who hasn't seen Breaking Bad, but it's your only fault for not watching such a great yep. show in time. But it's, you still felt sympathy for him. Yeah. So that, that's one of the true masterpieces of writing and acting. Yeah. That, that even, even by season four, when he's become full Heisenberg and has left any shred of humanity behind... It's almost like, um, I'll tell you what, as an audience member, it's almost like battered wife syndrome or something like that, where you're spending time with this guy and he's reprehensible and a prick and you know it and you see it. But then he would have just this flash of, or in season five, it's the phone call to Skylar when he's, when he knows he can't go home again. And and he lets it off the hook. Well, he he won't say too much, but he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but like in his face, you see that pain and there's that moment and you're sitting there going, you still want to believe that that's the real him? Yeah, yeah, he he ah, so good the whole well, way through. When he, I won't, don't want to spoil too much, but when he's just looking out, knowing that he can't say goodbye to somebody, mm. remember that moment? Yeah, yeah. So check out Breaking Bad if you haven't. We haven't spoiled too much. It's fucking incredible. So uh, when Mona gets in the van, because the voice, her voice was Glenn Close, obviously. Her voice is done by Pamela Hayden, who voices Milhouse, okay. Uh because Glenn Close couldn't say the word "dough" properly. So they actually used the test screening that Pamela Hayden did of the of the character right for the word "dough." Because okay. apparently she couldn't say dope properly, Glenn Close, which is weird because she's such a good actor actress. Yeah, that it is strange. All she says is dope, but they couldn't. She I don't know when they, when it says she couldn't do it properly. I'm not too sure. Maybe they didn't want to give her a line reading. You got Glenn Close here annoyed grunt. She could, <laughs> 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 um, or you know, some people. I guess he just couldn't. She couldn't get it close enough to Homer. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I've heard a, a funny story from. There's an Australian film called Bad Eggs. That Tony Martin had And in it there's a couple promo models Who end up in a car The brakes Like the handbrake falls off of that car And they just fall off the, Like it starts careening it's way down a hill And the girl's are in the back of the car screaming In the director's commentary of that Because I watched the directors of commentary Of very obscure Australian films That almost nobody saw at the as cinema As it features Tony Martin in the commentary Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Um, He's explaining that th- The scream was actually done by his wife Because the models Quote Weren't told that screaming would be involved <laughs> <laughs> so they wouldn't do it? No. What if it was like, I can't scream. Um, my agent didn't tell me that I had to scream and screaming is not something that I will do. So that's pretending to scream. <laughs> she was just mouthing it. <laughs> I love those little wacky, entirely petty looks behind the magic of filmmaking yeah. or in this case, <laughs> TV making. Have You've seen Wayne's World, right? Hmm. Speaking of people in the car who can't get the words right, there's a little bit where the singer Bohemian Rhapsody, one of the key moments in yeah, the movie, it, the guy who played Garth I can't think of his name. It's Dana Carvey. Yes. Didn't know the words of Bohemian Rhapsody. So if you watch... What? So it cuts cuts to him right where he says, No! Nothing really matters and it cuts to... uh, Dana. 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 He's supposed to say, Anyone can see but his mouth's just going... He's a fucking musical comedian because he doesn't know the. You watched the movie now. You, never, you can't miss it now. Dana. He, his mouth's just going up and down, up and down, for that anyone can see. That has shattered everything I thought I knew about that man. I <laughs> know oh, it's hilarious, and I thought it was so funny because he didn't tell anybody he didn't know the words. Well, so, how could you? So, so if you've built your career on Saturday Night Live and playing piano and singing comedy songs, as well as acting and characters and shit, but like you know, you know him as someone that is. Is musical and f- frankly, anyone that's ever listened to music knows Queen. Mm. And if Everyone knows that song. Everyone knows that song. Yeah. Even if you don't know music, you know that song. <laughs> I think you're born with it. Go home and watch it immediately. You'd be like, what? It's just, and it's funny because I Every think. Every child conceived post, say, 1995 just comes out of the womb and those lyrics it's, it's like is this the real- <laughs> it, 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 it's it's like how birds know how to flock yeah. uh, like uh, how to migrate just instinctively I think we've all y- at one y- point owned Queen's Greatest Hits Volume 1 that has yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody track 1 Yeah, <laughs> it's impossible not to know the words I remember at my mate's wedding a few years back the DJ machine broke so we just did acapella Bohemian Rhapsody quality the, the entire party was so good <laughs> getting back to the facts though The design of Joe Friday is based on his design in Net, which was the parody that Mad Magazine did Mm -hmm. in the 1950s. And the song was originally meant to be, not Waterloo, that Burns plays or Smithers overdubs, Mm. but Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. I think Waterloo works better, because Abba's more of a girly bit. I know that George Michael was gay, obviously, like Smithers, but I think Waterloo just works better. It's funnier. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's punchier. Yeah. Um... What part of the song would they had? Would they gone straight to Jitterbug, or were they gone to the chorus? Do you think? I think they would, because it's only a short moment. They would have had wake to have me, gone straight know? to the Wake Me Up before you go go. Waterloo works. Waterloo so much sounds more imposing, like he could I mean, it's Napoleon and all that sort of shit. Yeah. So it, it still works, yes, yeah. to an extent for the scene. Wake Me Up before you go go. It's like oh, fit, he's gay. He's, he's with, gay. Yeah, it's, he's gay. He's gay. It fits in with the overall theme of the mum leaving Homer before he would slept. But mm, true, but not at yeah. I pr- Waterloo does have more punch in this. And they kind of use a souped-up version of it. Like, I don't like ABBA, because most of the time I hear ABBA and it's all kind of very restrained. Whereas this, I was like, this is actually kind of rocking the way they're doing it at now the that's, moment. That's how the actual song sounds. Nah, there's a mix. Is there, I promise you that if I just listened to an ABBA CD, that it, I wouldn't get that same level of commitment that I got from this particular episode. It's probably the exact same thing, but like just slightly tweaked. Okay maybe because i just remember it from this moment i maybe. just assume it sounds the same or maybe it was just that any song preempted by just makes it like you could go into sunshine lollipops and rainbow and you'd be like fucking yes yeah, sunshine and lollipops yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the original air date was november 19th 1995 the catch gag, it was no chalk no gag. The catch gag was it was a bowling alley. What's it called? The pin resetter? Resetter, I yes. think. Like a gutter ball. Knocked at the gutter balls and whatnot. Yep. So it kicks off with Mr. Burns getting publicity Actually, shot. Though. No, the pin setter is what they come down Which in. It comes up and down. So this is what the, 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 knocks out the pins mm. from the gutters. It's a gutter clearer thing. Yeah. And bowling over. nerds, the, let us know. The pins that haven't gone back yet, it knocks yeah. them back. Yet. Yeah. Anyway, so it kicks off with Mr. Burns getting a publicity shot for his burns a dying little tagline the profit people yeah <laughs> I really liked here the design of the as Burns is walking off the design of the other workers one's got you know leaning with the thing behind his mm. neck Carl's leaning on his shovel yeah. they're not just standing there they, they look tired yeah but local hero shuns spotlight and pitches in <laughs> here's a headline for you I love the, like the what a, what an, what a, what what an, an angle, angle. <laughs> and then immediately leaves yeah <laughs> in a limo I think it's yeah. certainly into a nice car. Um, uh, it's a limit, because yeah, yeah, okay. And then as soon as he's gone, the facade drops. It's like, ugh, I can't believe we're doing this. Half these bottles aren't even mine. Yeah, Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that joke until the second time I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> Burns then tells him to clean up, and yep. get your act right together. I've got like, stuff needs to be done. Carl, in annoying PR speak, yes, less conversation, more sanitation. Like, I imagine that would be a bumper sticker somewhere. Did you notice the things they found? No. So, Charlie picks up a, a flat frog, mm-hmm. or so a, a flat uh, middle, yeah, yeah, like, like But kill? Carl finds a straitjacket from the Springfield New Bedlam Asylum. Oh. Last time that was mentioned, when Homer got locked up for the pink shirt. Yeah, right. That's cool. Yeah. Nice throwback. They then question why Homer is missing. How come he got out of doing mm. this? Homer, then we say Homer up on the top of the cliff. Mm. And I wrote here, if you were watching this for the first time, you would just think Homer died. Yeah, it, It's done in a way where it just looks like Homer's dead. Yeah. You're like, ooh, yeah. That's a different avenue for The Simpsons to go down. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose Bart becomes the leader of the family. I wonder how they pitched this in commercials. Do you think they would have pitched it that Mona Simpsons come back? Or do you think the selling point would have been, does Homer survive? Or do you think it would have been pitched that Mona Simpson comes back, but this happens as well? Does Homer die? No, it probably would have just been pitched as Mona comes back, and then that would have been the way, if you were watching the ads, you know that whatever's happened at the beginning is not a traumatic event, and you're not watching a beloved character be battered and die. It's pretty... The turbines, it's pretty full-on. Yeah. (laughs) I do like, though, that Lenny and Carl's banter back and forth. Oh, the Lenny says something good, and then, oh, no. What I noticed... I mean, we've jumped forward a few seasons, so I don't know if I'll be interested to see if Carl transitions this way but Harry seems to be playing Carl in a, with a much broader new york accent in this particular mm-hmm. um sequence but like in in general like he had a lot of like that a a w kind of oh, uh like oh god no coffee yeah like that sort of thing was like again maybe that this is just the way Carl was being played but when you sort of jump Trapped in one season for a while and then you jump ahead. Yeah. Pick up on those sort of little subtle differences. Speaking of, the Fox Eight just started playing the original season, the first season of The Simpsons. Oh, that hasn't been on Fox A for ages. Oh, I know. And I liked it, except they were playing you only... There's no disgrace like home. Yeah. Well, they've got to go through in order. Yeah. It's the worst, man. <laughs> <laughs> then we get the big reveal that Barton Homer had just spent 600 bucks, <laughs> spent like a week's wage on um, a dummy. And before we get that... <laughs> Smithers, who was that cop? Oh, yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> just instantly... Referring to him as dead. past tense. Yeah, yeah. And Smithers pretends to be sad. He was Homer Simpson, sir. One of the finest, bravest men that ever worked in Sector 7G. I'll cross him off the list. Then Barton Homer did the big reveal. And I just love the fact that Homer spent his entire week's wage so he can to get, get it out of one Saturday. <laughs> get out of one Saturday. Best 600 bucks I ever spent. So let's make the most of this Saturday. Cuts to kites flying. Music's happy. Yep. You think they're out flying kites? 61. 62. (laughs) Don't forget the newspaper headline. I'll let you do this because it's your favourite moment. Well, I... Yeah, already... We've discussed it, but... Yeah, yeah, it's just such... I mean, a newspaper would never do it, but it is a really funny way of taking newspaper speak and applying it to a death. Yep. Like, like it it would normally be, you know, um, a man loses job, comma, house, or something along those lines. But yeah, local man loses pants. Pants, comma, Life. life. (laughs) Beaver rescue fall short. <laughs> so then the church group I'll just call them the church group my notes. So yep. Reverend love joy, everyone. I wrote bereavement party. Um I do i hey, I'm not sure what to tackle first here. The nature of Marge's um denial. Homer's not dead come out. That's a beautiful shot of that hammock. That can seem. Like the hammock's just wistfully blowing the, away the in the wind. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Home bailed. Little 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 <laughs> crisp golden sunset in the (laughs) background. Um, But what I was going to say is that this is, and you don't see it very often on The Simpsons, but this is a good example of the best of religion. Yes. Someone is down in the neighbourhood and everyone has come over to help her out, like to just be with her and, you know, I'm not in any way a religious person and I've never had that kind of community feel, but I, for all of the faults that you could point out, I do love this aspect of it that, you know, it's just well, let's go make sure that this person is feeling happy. The Simpsons usually takes the piss out of religion. Yeah. And it actually shows the good side of it here, as Mm. you just said. Yeah. But, yeah, so Homer's bailed because he... So, do you reckon Homer would have been in the backyard? Yeah. Heard the doorbell? Yeah. Or he's just hiding somewhere? Uh, I'd like to think he's hopped a fence. (laughs) Peggy through the hole. So, Lisa's not bothered at all. And Reverend's like, well, here's the card from our church counsellor. She's like, Hi everybody. She doesn't care about Homer's dead because yeah. she doesn't she doesn't think Homer's dead. Patty and Sam were then arrive and they already have ordered a tombstone. They've been saving for it since their wedding day. Yep, as you mentioned, we are richer for having lost him. Yep, yep. By this point, Patty and Sam were just they just cruel. She called them ghouls. Ghouls. Yeah, get out of here, you ghouls. Ghouls. Yeah. It's a good insult. Yes. <laughs> like just because you wouldn't hear it very often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. You know you does something wrong with is calling you a ghoul. Then the power gets cut off. I thought this was a bit unrealistic. The day that the person's supposed to. What was the timeline of this? Was this supposed to be the day that it happened, the Saturday? Well, it's already in the paper. Yeah. So it's got to be at least a day or two. Or or one day. Because the church group wouldn't wait a few days. You wouldn't have thought, no. Yeah, so let's say it's the next day. Yes. Okay, so that element of it is. Yeah, it's not going to have happened that quickly. They wouldn't just say, right, your husband's dead, we're going to cut off your power until you get a job. No. (laughs) (laughs) But. I would imagine with bureaucracy and all that sort of stuff, it would not be the first time that a widow's had a power shut off because oh, it was in the husband's of name. Of course, yeah. Marge then tells Homer to straighten things out because if I asked, when I asked you about that dummy if it was to fake your own death, you said no. <laughs> 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 the Bart doorframe ge- gag, I, did, I thought it was a bit lame. Yeah, a little bit. It just ugh, didn't really need to be it there. It's almost like filler just to like, drag it out to the something funny. commercial break. Yeah, but it's, it wasn't a commercial, it was just something funny to end the yeah. scene. Homer then goes to the Hall of Records. Oh, like I love this the tagline. Oh, no, I didn't say the tagline. Oh, not the good kind of records, historical ones. Oh, yeah. No, I loved the... That's true. Imagine how many tourist parties would have come in going, oh, I want to say who had the 100 metre sprint record in yeah. 1963. No, I, oh, I bad thinking, luck. I was thinking it was um, LP records. Oh, okay. Yeah, that could work as well. Anyway, continue, as you were saying. Um, I love that Homer comes in looking for a fight. And just gets the most helpful person. Who's so nice the yeah. entire time. Yeah. <laughs> I need this done, and don't give me any of your, uh, like bureaucratic mumbo jumbo. And you're done. <laughs> Wife, Marjorie, children, Bartholomew, Lisa. Aha! See? This thing is all screwed up. Who the heck is Margaret Simpson? Uh, your youngest daughter. Yeah, uh, your youngest daughter. Well, how about this? This thing says my mother's still alive. She died when I was a kid. You see that stone angel up there? That's my mother's grave. My dad pointed out every time we drive by. And we've all had moments in our life where our parents have pointed out something in the car, and you think it's something else. Or I have, anyway. Mm. When I was a kid, I used to love Humphrey. Don't ask me why. I loved Humphrey. Humphrey Bear. Humphrey Bear. Do we right? need to explain who that is to international listeners? Uh, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, I I guess so. you'd be able to look. But Humphrey Bear, basically, was a children's entertainment program. A man dressed up in a bear suit. Uh, Humphrey Bear, Bear was mute. But which which is great because it means that he can go out to all of the schools across Australia and people think that they're getting the real Humphrey experience. I got hugged by a Humphrey Bear once. Yeah, at, that's cool. Ah, uh, where was it? I reckon GPAC. Okay, nice one. It's it's just like a, a local sports team mascot. Yeah, They don't talk. Yeah, but they're just high fives and wave yeah. and whatnot. But you know they go off to the woods. Yeah, but you would see the exterior of his house was just like a painting on, on the show, and going driving down Western Beach Road. One of the places down near the yacht club. They kind told of you thing. it was Humphrey Bear Bear's house. House, yeah, that's um, kind of cute. I believe until I was like ten. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my. Is experience. Humphrey home yet? For the last time, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did you tell any of your little ten-year-old friends that Humphrey lived there? Oh, I not can't remember. Probably I'm sure you would have. I would have. <laughs> when we were driving past in the car. would Yeah, I maybe. It would be like that's Humphrey's house. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go there one day. Really. My parents told me that's where Roger Ramjet lived. <laughs> they uh, must have a share flat. Yes. <laughs> yeah, bunk beds. So, Homer races up to the tombstone. Oh, actually, sorry. I, I like the delivery of the... Like, the softness of the guy. i like, I think you better go up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I can't tell you. Like, I, I can't break it to you. Yeah, but yeah. You need you to, need to, go, to go look at this. When Homer says, I'm just not a cemetery person... Hmm. That's a genuine reason to not go visit people at cemeteries. Some people just don't like to go to cemeteries. Yeah. He then realizes that it's not his mum, it's Walt Whitman, who is an actual person. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to tell listen to home who he is? Right. Uh, right uh, well he, uh, the Leaves of Grass is one of his favourite Leaves, Leaves of, gra- of Grass. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Actually, and Breaking Bad reference. In Walt Whitman oh. was the, oh, the WW. Was Leaves of Grass the book? Uh, you're pushing me on that. Should I check? Because that would be fucking cool. If it, it would was. be cool, thought I'm gonna Google it quickly. I'll Google it. It's Leaves of Grass. Wow. We've connected The Simpsons with Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. How cool is that? Yes. <laughs> That's really fucking cool. To my other favourite, WW. Yeah. Really cool. Who do you think he's talking about Talking about there? Walter White. That moment there is incredible. <gasps> and Cranston just... You got me. Yeah. Oh, man. What a... Oh, so good. <laughs> That's so but fucking great. Just remembers that... Oh, that was the moment where I was just like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and season ender from memory Yes And yeah you're like, That was that was the <gasps> Like one of the cliffhanger. Best cliffhangers Oh man So so good So Cliffhanger in that Sorry Best cliffhanger in that It satisfyingly resolves The storyline of season 4 of you, could, you could end the show there You could if have you, yeah. if, you, if you had to You could have ended the show yeah. there Yeah And you'd have to imagine What would happen next But yeah, yeah like You'd go Alright well Hank's found his man But at the same time what the fuck's going to happen now that Hank's found his man? <laughs> and the way he looks up at the camera. Yeah. Oh, We, we shouldn't keep telling everyone what happens, but man. I think most people have seen it by now. Yeah. People who are going to watch it have watched it. So, yeah, I can't believe it, we linked it to break bad. So then he finds his own grave. He says, oh, maybe it's this is one that says Simpson. That'll, that'll need to go up later. Oh, little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little little post of that. So then he says, well, maybe it's that other grave that says Simpson on it. And he realises that that's his own grave that Patty and Summer have had in store because they thought he was going to die. They they get this all set up very quickly. Tombstone in, <laughs> yeah, Grave <that's> dug. <laughs> uh, Homer falls in and Mona arrives immediately. And this is the moment where he meets his mum for the first time in get 20 years. Out of my grave, you awful, awful man. 30 years. I think it's 30 years, isn't it? Um, 30? Because he was like yeah, 6. well, he's in his 30s. He's 36 yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You awful, awful man. Get out of my son's grave. I hate to rain on your parade, lady, but this is my grave. Hey, wait a minute. Mom? Homer? I thought you were dead. I thought you were dead. What do you think of this moment? Um, do you think they handed it up well? Or do you think it was kind of, it was a bit too, a little... Uh, f- for it was too. A little it was quick. too quick. Yeah. yeah, I thought this whole episode felt a bit rushed considering she'd been missing for thirty years. Yeah, for after being gone for thirty years, how quickly are you going to realize that this is your mum, or believe that it's your mum, or like there'd be moments of trepidation and awkwardness, and love and joy and fear and like there's. They didn't quite nail that whole mixed emotion aspect of the way this would be in reality. I understand it would be hard in 22 minutes to get the whole yeah. story, but if you're going to do it, you got to take that into account, yeah. in my opinion. Then we get the grave digger, ain't nobody in this damn cemetery yeah. dead, moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say anything, <laughs> or is I you- didn't want to cause a fuss. But now that you mention it, come back from commercial and... Mona is wiping his face. It's a nice mum touch, wetting a cloth, dampening on the face, cleaning his mouth. You grew up so handsome. Some people say I look like Dan Aykroyd and he's proud of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing against Dan Aykroyd, but then... Well, clearly there is. (laughs) Yes. He then (laughs) says that Grandpa told him that she died whilst he was at the movies. And... Yeah, yeah. that's such a brutal line. Yeah. Like, your mum died while you were at the movies and that's the end of it. You're never going to see her ever again. Well... Ever since then, Homer develops an irrational fear of Hugh Grant. Are we... No, he wouldn't have been around back then. 95. Saw- no, no, no. Went well, he was Casper. only a kid, so 65 or something like that. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 Episode yeah. Came out in Jimmy Stewart. Homer can yeah. never watch a Jimmy Stewart movie ever again. Are we meant to assume that Abe knew she'd left, like she'd told him she was leaving, or did he... Did he think she had died? Was, had died. No. Well, no. he says that you left me to look after a yeah, kid. He knows that she left. We just but never saw that though. He wouldn't have known she was leaving. He's obviously just woken up and she's not there. So then, but, that's yeah. the lie that he comes up with to tell Homer and rationalise she, where she's gone. But she said, "I'm going out. It could be a late night." Mm. Wouldn't he send out a search party? Would he? I think Abe it, Simpson. It's his wife. Not he need, He's not sending out a... He needs party. someone to do shit for him. No, he would he would instantly assume that she's just gone. No, yeah. says, the bitch has left me. <laughs> the bitch has left me. Plus, she's probably packed some shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. well, would well, she, well, she no, have... No, no she, she didn't think it was going to be a lifelong decision. But anyway, what, what, I What, I don't what think... are your thoughts? She said, now she, she wrote to Homer all these years. Hmm. She, well, she knew where he lived, obviously. but well, she couldn't call him. Maybe the phones were tapped. Maybe. But she clearly li- is willing to leave... To Mm -hmm. go see Homer's grave. So she could have used a payphone. Because they use a phone to get out. In the end of the episode. In the middle of nowhere. Burns hasn't tapped that phone. Maybe Homer's phone was tapped. So Ah. she couldn't call in. Possibly. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) Haven't you seen Enemy of the State? All phones are tapped. But they didn't know who she was up to that point. They didn't know her identity. (laughs) Which is why they tap Homer's phone, not hers. Why would they tap Homer's phone out of the blue? They didn't know it was his mum. They didn't know any link. Burns taps all employees. Ah, Burns. okay, that explains just it. Just on then. the off chance, <laughs> Burns is like the NSA. I love just throwing out hypotheticals, and and you have to come up with a reason. <laughs> so Homer wants to know where she's been, and she says it's a very very complicated story. We'll get into it later. And Homer then ruins the moment with the pelican. Yes, you didn't think this was a bit silly? Oh, it's, yeah, it's funny. Of course, uh, it silly. it's the sound of the. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's the slow. It's it's just the way that it keeps getting added to. Yeah. Like, you know, the, drops it in the pants. The, yeah, the, the pelican's funny itself, but then the fact that the fish comes in is like it's just this constant escalation of silliness. Mm. <laughs> and as you said earlier, the I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Homer then introduces Mona to the family and Lisa thinks of something like Melrose Place. Or Dickens. Yes. Um Buses. what what they do, freeze I like Marge's response though. No, oh, like finally as a mother in law. Not to live I cashed character through my girlfriend. The only bit that I didn't like about this scene was that everybody talking at the same time. Oh, like, it was very annoying, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, why have they done that? But I suppose... Everyone talking without saying anything. Well, they all said something if you listened to no, it. No, but it. I mean, nothing of substance. No, uh, like, yeah. Like, oh, mother, grandpa, <laughs> Me and my mother, mother-in-law, Simpson, yeah, <laughs> meh, But I suppose... None of that needed to happen. Yeah, true, because it wouldn't... That's... Yeah. Just... Fucking so wall of noise. They could have just had him going. <gasps> like yeah, that, I that guess. would have worked. But well, oh, they all did do that. Yeah, and but then they talked afterwards, yeah, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Bart then says, "The you owe me years of back presents, mm. twenty-two thousand dollars." Homer chokes him. I was going to look up what Kwanzaa was. You don't know what Kwanzaa is? It's a Jamaican Christmas or Jamaican celebration. Have or you something. have you plucked that as being real? A week-long celebration held in the United States and nations of West African diaspora. Well, there you go. You know how I learnt that? Um, I presume you were there <laughs> Futurama Oh really? Yeah Okay. Gotcha. Her- Hermes Goes from 26th of December to January 1st Hermes celebrates Kwanzaa Okay I Fucking threw that at me like they teach it in every school in Australia You don't know like Kwanzaa is? Oh my god But you know, it, I'm going to do your shoelaces up for you when you go home as well? But it might be a bigger deal in America Or well, would be a bigger deal in America I presume it would be Yeah yeah, yeah. So here we don't have many different types of Christmases do we? Not really. Like, even I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I know, I'm, I'm 29. I've known. Between. Oh, yeah, your birthday yeah. recently, yeah. Oh, I've, I've met and known one Jew in my entire life. Like, whereas in States, prominent religion. And I'm sure that. I'm sure they Well, I know the numbers. Like, I know there are Jewish people in Australia, but I just. People don't talk about it. So, like. No, it's not, it's not a, it's a. So, Hanukkah and all that sort of stuff, I've never seen it. I've never been exposed to it outside of friends. Dance I was exposed to a different religion and it's not even it is a religion but it's it doesn't celebrate Christmas, it's Jehovah Witness. Oh yeah. And the kids at school. I noticed that you have the do not knock sticker <laughs> up on your front door now. <laughs> <laughs> but when it came to Christmas time at school, they had to go to another room whilst we were making Christmas cards yeah. and stuff. A plain room with no colour on the walls yeah. where they could not have fun. Exactly. when it was Easter Ironic time, because they weren't able to witness. <laughs> I, I always remember his dad yelling at the boy. His name was Joseph and his dad yelled at him for eating. His a- name was Joseph? Yes. Perfect. And his dad yelled at him for eating an Easter egg. Wow. Yep. Chocolate of the devil. His dad came into the classroom and yelled at him for eating an Easter egg. What was he, fucking driving past the school with binoculars? It was like the end of like the, end of the, just before the Easter break. Ah, uh, okay. And he's coming to the ball, getting picked up. Yep. And we just had an Easter egg hunt. And the te- he was yelling at the teacher for allowing him to be part of the Easter egg hunt because mm. he really wanted to and then he caught him eating Easter eggs. <laughs> Have you seen The Book of Mormon yet? I saw it in England. Oh, yeah, of course. The, uh, the Maple Donut like Ooh, can't remember it, this is the spooky mormon hell dream. Um, oh of course. So yeah. for people that haven't seen the book of mormon it's a hilarious joke. It's very similar like such a it was like long ago when I was uh, 9 I snuck in the kitchen late at night and I ate a donut with a maple glaze. My father asked who ate the snack. I said that it was my brother Jack and Jack got grounded yeah. for 14 days. <laughs> but that is the follow up. I've lived with that guilt all of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I I heard the Australian version of the show is very good. But people have been raving about yes. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You saw it in New York, didn't you? I did. No hard to top. Yeah. I saw it on the West End in London. That's the second best. That's the second best. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's the VFL. <laughs> of Broadway. Yeah, <But> listeners <laughs> are like, blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> blasphemy. No, we've. Secretly, we know it's true, Governor. <laughs> so the, the fuck f- voice was that? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. <laughs> So, getting back to the, uh, Mona's just been introduced to the family. Marge can't believe it. And oh, the Kwanzaa. Mm. And that was just a setup so that she can say, but Don't be so harsh on little. What is his name? Yeah. Homer then gives a tour of the house and the, that's right, right in the drawer. <laughs> you remembered. <laughs> <laughs> it's something no one else would do. Yeah. <laughs> But this is where Homer says that you know, I've missed moments like this, and this is where we start to see the little kid Homer coming out. Yeah, he's missed. He's missed his mum. He never realised how much he missed his mum. Yeah. Now he. Now he's, he's so glad he to have her back. Kind of regresses to yeah to relive the childhood that he never had. Never emotionally. Had yep. Yep. Mona and Lisa are then discussing each other's, not discussing their intelligence, but just bonding. Mona and Lisa. What do you know? Fuck! I never even dawned on that. Staring at me right in the face the whole way through. Yeah. I know her name was apparently based on an author of some sort, or someone's or the writer's well, wife or something. Mona it's not Simpson. like the episode was about those two, so I don't know if they were deliberately making that reference. But yeah. But Mona anyway, Lisa. there you go. I've got a ri- con- I've got Mona Lisa written here about twenty times. Never. We've down connected me. the Simpsons to Breaking Bad, and we've now connected them to Da Vinci. Yes. Wonder what, what else we're we gonna do? This is an exciting episode. It is <laughs> <laughs> uncovering <laughs> shit. It's like MythBusters for the Simpsons. <laughs> Um, it should be on the Wikipedia page. Mitch and Dan have a four-finger discount. Yes, <laughs> I want to be referenced. Yeah, On those At some point, we have to. At some point, I'm sure we will in the future. Surely, actually, we should. How are we not at a point where we can have admin rights over those pages? Someone, should... someone from Wikipedia should have contacted us, and gone, we understand that you know quite a deal about the show. Would you like to buy the di- would would, like to buy the rights? Would you to like to edit this free page? <laughs> As we said, Mona and Lisa are discussing things on the porch. Yeah. And this, and this is where Lisa sort of gets, why she, not why she's smart, but where she gets that sort of element of her personality from. Yeah. Yeah, like the bonding moment over their intelligence. And, and I think Lisa says, like, suddenly I make more sense. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Homer, Mom, look at me. Being like, a kid. Doing handstands out on the side. I um, love her closest delivery. That's very nice, Homer. Yep. So patronizing, but yep. just, just being a mom. Yeah. You're not looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um... Anyway, so I but I like that you know they're bonding not over not only over their intelligence but their hatred of John Knowles. Yes. Who now I don't know much about John Knowles, but I hope um, you bet tell me though. look, he wrote a separate piece in 1959, Peace Breaks Out in 1981. It was a long time between Peace books. A vein of Riches. These all look like the exact sort of books that they would teach you in school, but you would not love. Solid three point six out of five on Goodreads, or three point seven out of five on Barnes and Noble. Out of five, 3. yeah. 7? Okay, yeah. That's not bad. No, it's. I said that's, that's, that's fine. I said solid. You know, I yeah. No. That's, that, yeah. That, that, that's the average. Yeah, it, like what was it? I'm already reading. I'm reading it at ninth grade level. If you could call John Knowles ninth grade level. <laughs> I hate John Knowles. Me, Me too. too. <laughs> and then satisfied. Yeah. And then the I can build. I've built an instant rapport with you. You didn't dumb it down. You use the word rapport. Then the cop's drive I by. love watching people misspell rapport. It's one of my secret joys of life when they write rapport. How do you spell it? p o r t, please. Oh, okay, that's not how I spell it. That's not how I spelled it here. Oh, how would you write it there? I wrote it here. Oh, don't right. laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm already getting one ready. I've got one laugh in the breach. <laughs> I don't want to say it now. I didn't know how to spell it. You didn't, I didn't go think- R-E-P-O-R-E? No. I don't, know, I don't know why I wrote like this Because half asleep obviously But I wrote R-E-P-O-I-R Repoir Yeah <laughs> That's I don't almost a better word I don't, I don't know why I wrote that He and I We have a nice Repoir <laughs> <laughs> But then the cops drive by Well you don't know that She just races inside Gotta go Grandma stuff And you think What's going on here Then the cops drive menopause, by Menopause That's what I thought Yeah exactly And Lisa just, I don't understand menopause But I presume it needs it makes you need to run away from nice moments <laughs> Lisa is a bit confused. What's going on here? That makes no sense. She then takes Bart down into the basement and she, she's a bit suspicious. Mm. I like the gag of the washing machine. Turns yeah. it off. What? what? <laughs> Just listen. But suddenly Bart's line of, yeah, I don't trust her either. When I was going through her purse, yeah. I found all these fake IDs. Yep. That made me think back to Dumb and Dumber that I'd have to be a low life to go rooting around in someone else's private property. Is it locked? Yeah, really well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best lines in the movie. They, they find the fake IDs name Lisa says this is a con artist mm. Homer and Marge are in the bedroom he's really happy to have his mum back but Marge is concerned she's just thinking for Homer because mm. she bowed on you 30 years ago who's to say she's not going to do it again don't get too excited because she could possibly do it you know you, you said concerned and I was hoping to actually talk about this scene because I wrote that Marge was reticent and it's not often that I get to use the word reticent <laughs> so I just wanted to say it out loud okay that's it that's it <laughs> end of discussion Marge was reticent it's actually um, quite a sad moment as well, where March says, well, why do you think she left all these? years? Well, I don't know. Maybe I was just a horrible kid and nobody yeah. would want me. This is where it sort of all starts to come out that, shit, this is the side of Homer we've never seen. He's been bottling this all up for so many years. He's never once mentioned it, obviously because mm. the writers didn't want to. what? Well, because look. it didn't exist before then. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's just, yeah, he's, he's dealt with this his whole life and now yeah. it's, that's and that's how in his head, that's what he's thought. Yeah. Well, she obviously didn't want me. Yeah. That's why. So that's why much says, nuts. Nah, screw that. We're going to go am find I, out from her. Am I like that? Seems to be a common trope in TV. Like parents divorce, parents leave, whatever it is, then the kid blames themselves. Well, I never came? Well, you am come I, from a divorced family. Did you blame yourself? Am I just incredibly arrogant that I never once thought it was me? I don't know. I never went through that. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, yeah. yeah. I'm curious to know if that's a true emotion that people have, or Maybe if it depends how young you are, or if it's happens. overrepresented in film and TV. Because you were quite young when it happened, right? I was quite young. So maybe you didn't really get you weren't old enough to really take it in yeah, as it was happening. Yeah. It was just true. you grew up as that's just the way things were? Yes. Yeah, very much. It was all avenue. That could be it. So they Marge says said, screw that, we're gonna go find out what's going on. And they all approach at the same point. So Marge uh, Bart and Lisa have found the fake IDs. Marge wants to know why did you ditch Homer all mm. those years ago? Can't reminisce. Sleeping. Yes. <laughs> what is it? Spit at Muddy Me or Colin the cops Yeah. Please don't <laughs> Then we're going to call Grandpa. No. So then this is where she tells the story. I, I love the way she saves Homer from Operation. Like he's getting like the yeah. minor ele- <laughs> the minor electric shocks, but she comes in with the fucking wooden broom yeah. to, separ- to break the um, connection. And her singing the song is nice too. Sing me my bedtime song, Mum. Ooey gooey, rich and chewy inside. Golden flaky, tender, cakey outside. Wrap the inside in the outside, is it good? Doing the big, big, new day. Here's the tricky part. That reminded me, we've spoken about this at some point on the podcast in the past, the uh, McDLT with Jason Alexander. I love when food has a fantastic song written behind (laughs) it. (laughs) The crispy cool lettuce on the cook-cool side. McDLT, McDLT. I'm pretty sure I put the audio in the podcast when we discuss that. (laughs) So that's where they straight off they establish that she's a good mother, a nice mother that nurtures Homer, and Grandpa just sits on his ass watching television. Yeah, she but, she loves, yeah. she adores Homer. So they try to portray Grandpa, I guess, not portray. him. I guess he was a bit of a a dick. Yeah, but he's still a good dad. You know, it? Grandpa is he's just a heart very man. much a. He went to he went to war. Like he's I just, was going to say, like I, I've known people like this, uh, parents of friends of mine who. Vietnam veterans, or whatever it might be, that just couldn't quite reconnect again and would often just sit in the couch and watch TV or drink or listen to music or whatever it was. But he's that kind of, he's believably distant. Not forgivably, but believably. Have you seen that 70s show? Kind of like Red. Yeah. They've established Mona to be a nice mother, and she sees, oh, the, the, what sets her off? Seeing Joe name the sideburns. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't watch this, it might not make it. The yeah. Super Bowl is obviously the first Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Good soundtrack the- as well Yeah like As soon as she sees his hair And the animation and everything Yeah The spinning around Yeah And then you've got the opposing quarterback Johnny Unitas Now there's a haircut you could set your watch to it Looks like Forrest Gump <laughs> It does Mate <laughs> then goes to the College Joins Radical Group As we said And Mr Burns is running a germ warfare lab At the college. A rather dapper looking young. Yes. Youngish Burns. Yeah. Still looks old. Because he can never be drawn to be looking. He can never look truly young. Even when he's a child, he still looks old. Oh, their flower powers. It's no match for my glower power. (laughs) (laughs) That's some nice glowering, Mr. B. She goes back home, Mona. Um, It's going to be a long night. Abe, I'm meeting my destiny. So long. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't care at all. This is where the other cool soundtrack kicks in. It's, it's all on the Watchtower? Yeah, yeah. Um, the Hendrix. Hendrix, version. yep. yep. Uh, they set off the bomb, the antibiotics kill all the germs, and William's running away scared, but then realizes that the antibiotics is actually healing his asthma. Yeah. Acne remains. Remains. <laughs> but asthma disappearing. <laughs> Reminded me of um, Independence Day. Which moment? After they nuke the. Um, they try to. Like, they send the nuclear bomb to the. To blow up the spaceship mm. the shields protect it so like once the radiation and all that sort of sh- well not the radiation once the clouds and the smoke disappears the target remains like yeah. it, it's said very similar to the way Clancy acne remains yeah Burns then arrives There's, my precious Just- germs they never harmed to solve. they never even had a chance I <laughs> <laughs> love the shot of behind Burns as the door bursts open like he's in, mm. bra- he's bracing ready to take every- whatever it is inside he's going to take them on straight away gets knocked over then Mona races back to help him, and that was her fall, being too yeah, nice. Yeah, which, as, as we discussed, is a nice way? It's a, It's exactly what she would do. She's not radical. She's only just been caught up. Yeah, yeah. And Wiggum saves the day without realising by knocking Burns out with the door, hmm. The breathing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we didn't get the news report, and you think it's Ken Brockman, but it's not, because it was a long time ago. Kenny Brocklestein. Yeah, so it's meant to be <laughs> Ken Brockman, but he's changed his name, or is it... Yeah. Okay. I thought it was meant to be like his dad or someone else. No, no. I, I how old is Brockman? He, he wouldn't be more than 50. Ah, uh, In television, you don't age. Yeah, that's true. Behind that desk with all the makeup on. um, But yeah, no, I think it would have very much just been that, well, there aren't all that many, particularly in the 90s, there wouldn't have been all that many Jewish reporters. Yeah, true. Um, or, or Jewish anchors, at the very least. Like, So he had to get rid of the real Jew name. Yep, and, <laughs> the real Jew name. Yeah, and go to Kent Brockman. <laughs> I like his description. She may be extremely helpful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is where Mona realises, or realises that it was time to leave. She say goodbye to Homer. It's a really sad moment. Just quietly, and flashing back a moment, mm-hmm. the first ever Super Bowl, Super Bowl one, was uh, 1967. I mean, neither Namath or Johnny Unitas were part of that. It was um, they Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs versus Green Bay Packers. This is 95. 94 when it was made. Homer's meant to be 36. Does the timeline work out? Not exactly. It doesn't matter. No timelines no. work out in the Simpsons. We've soon established this. <laughs> the news reports come out, she's had to leave. When she says goodbye to Homer, it's really really sad. And then Homer's I thought I'd dream that kiss. And then the family mm. immediately apologized for jumping to conclusions and thinking yeah. that she's a criminal. Like she had to leave to save her family. Then Homer questions, Well, why didn't you ever contact me? And she's I did, I, I did. Said, right. I wrote I wrote you every week. Now this was a deleted scene. Um, or in a few moments there was a deleted scene when he picks up all the mail. Yeah. It's, I think it's in the 138th episode Spectacular. The care package in the space thing? He's eating all the candy. Yeah. yeah. She says he shouldn't be eating that 30-year-old candy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that threw me, Like I because I'd remembered it from 138th yeah. episode Spectacular. And at the start of this episode, I remembered the ending, and I remembered that moment. And then I got to the end of it, and I was looking over my notes and went, oh, what happened with the, the space stick thing? Oh, I don't know. I must have missed it. They go to the post office to pick up all the mail. Great, great, great moment. And great, yeah, great parody of the piss-poor attitudes and performance of postal networks all over the world. All the Newmans. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Any (laughs) undelivered mail? No. Oh, wait. (laughs) Oh, wait this. (laughs) The giant back. (laughs) As I mentioned earlier as well, just having Maud and whatnot, just walking around just adds a sense of reality. Yeah. And, and then we've got Burns stuck in the past again. Uh, what, what was he doing? What, did, what was he asking for? He's trying to send, uh, uh, trying to send a parcel to a country that doesn't exist anymore. Post haste. Yeah. Am I too late for the four thirty autogyro? gyro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he sends the kid off to look it up. Well, keep looking. Yeah. And he looks over and notices Mona. He says, "I, I know her from somewhere, but where?" And the wanted post is still on the still wall. Still on the wall. Yeah. Realizes it's her. Comes back to the kid. So he looks, I think look- that's where he says, "Keep looking." Yeah. So he keeps looking and yeah. then looks back and Mona's gone. Yeah. So. Come back from commercial and Burns says he's hired the, the dragnet detectives. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Old school. When you've got some power. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. He yeah. wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't go to Sipowitz. No. Never would have <laughs> heard, heard of, of him. MacGyver. No. No. Not even, um, I don't know, who else was Murder, being... She Wrote? No, she was just North <laughs> 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 That's where he would have gone. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, show from the 50s, he's gone back there. Uh, phrenology. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, phrenology was dismissed as quackery was it, centuries 160 ago. 160 years ago. Well, of course, you'd say that. You have the brain pan of a stagecoach driver. <laughs> <laughs> then we get a really cool dragnet discussion. It's ironic that we're doing this one after we just reviewed Home of the Vigilante. Yeah. In our timeline. Yes, in our timeline. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe. She, well, why, why, would she it? why would you do it? Why would you up everything? Coincidental, not ironic. I'd hate to pull you up on that. But anyway. Yeah. How, yes, does happen, yeah. <laughs> how does it happen, Joe? Yeah. How does it happen, Joe? How does what happen? How does a sweet young lady mortgage her future for a bunch of scraggly ideals and greasy-haired promises? Maybe she thought the war in Southeast Asia was so immoral her end justified the means. Gee, Joe, you haven't been the same since your son went crazy in Vietnam. It's a pain that never ends. Mona and Lisa are then jamming, singing a Dylan song. So she's still stuck in the 60s. Yep. And How many roads? Yep. Yeah, yeah. The rhetorical question. Yeah. How many rounds must a man want? Seven. <laughs> it's a rhetorical question. Do I know what rhetorical means? Yeah. <laughs> rhetorical. Eight. Uh, this is where we get a knock on the door and they think, shit. So they close the curtains, run, grandma, run, 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 and grandpa arrives. Yeah. No door is going to keep me from my Madeline. Bart. stand up straight. As I said, he has every right to be angry. Caesar, well, here's a case of bad news. You've aged terribly. Yeah. But then the, can we have sex? Please, <laughs> he's just a man. <laughs> Are we assuming that he hasn't had sex for 30 years? I would go so far as to say that almost every man ever has bumped into an ex girlfriend where time has passed. And if they're single, yeah. let's throw that in there. And, and not every man ever would If, they're, like, s- if they're single when they see their ex girlfriend. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And just go, how about it? Yeah. Come on, <laughs> we've been there once. I'm engaged now. How about it? <laughs> <laughs> I have three kids. Are they home? <laughs> oh. Let's get off this topic quickly <laughs> The detectives then visit the taxi driver That took her to the cemetery I didn't get the whole Yeah i seen it That is to say I saw it uh, Oh, it's, it's just You know Someone misspeaks And then corrects themselves And then the later gag Of someone yeah, speaks properly And corrects themselves Yeah, yeah, just a funny little thing And the computer She would look 25 years yeah. older <laughs> Yeah i seen her Yeah Yes <laughs> Just says 25 on the screen is that sort of a piss take of the technology that would have existed? Oh, that technology wouldn't have existed in Dragnet days, would it?
1: No. 1951, no, it came no, out. No, it no. wouldn't have.
0: No, it, it's not really a piss take. It's just, it's just anything, a visual just gag, yeah. yeah. The kids are then bonding with Mona in the backyard and there's another moment where Lisa realizes this is where her personality came from and uh, Mona's just thankful that, you know, that the spirit of the 60s is still alive in the kids make it in a little dance is silly, but it's funny, I guess. Yeah, that but was just a random non sequitur moment yeah. like it's it fits in with i guess the 60s i mean austin powers and all that sort of stuff oh, um, did that parody, same thing yeah, 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 so. yeah. flower power yeah. ban the bottle yeah <laughs> yeah ban the bottle is pretty <laughs> funny actually yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then the detectives i think they just needed something to break up the detectives going to visit people yeah pretty much yeah i saw her. that is to say i seen it i have seen it <laughs> and two other women came around one was real pretty the other one Kind of plain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they go to Patty and Salma. I liked, um, sorry, the, the little bit of Smithers is still on, like, Smithers is behind, but despite the fact Smithers is nice, he's behind Burns on biological war germ warfare. Yeah. It's like, we he set it back 30 years. We're only just now catching up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they then got to question Patty and Salma. And the, you're going to play good cup, bad cup? we good cups. Man, we good cups. <laughs> I love <laughs> that. That's such a great line. Said so so earnestly. Joke, joke straight over him. Yeah. <laughs> I had no intention of playing the, the good cup. And Burns, <laughs> <"Ugh."> <laughs> So, Mr. Burns basically saying, get to the point. Whose tombstone was it? We know you bought it. Yep. Looked your coffee mugs. Put out an APB on a useless R-D-WO. Uh, better start with town. That's Homer J. Simpson, Chief. You're reading it upside down. Uh, cancel that APB. But, uh, I'll bring back some of them, uh, gyros. Uh, Chief, you're talking into your wallet. So the family then having dinner, and I like the line here of Homer saying, you can move him with Grandpa, because probably deep down, he would want that. He would want his yeah. parents to reunite. He said it as a, as a joke, yeah. and everyone laughs, but probably means a little bit. Then, Grandpa, I'm a living joke. Yeah. <laughs> then Mona just, she's realised, you know, She's just enjoying that she's yep. back now, just starting to rest. Maybe she'll be able to find some sort of new normal. Yep, yep. And then phone rings. Yes. And it's the tip-off. Mm. The, Mom, there's nothing to be alarmed about, but could you take one last look at the family and join me in the kitchen? Then they arrive. How great is it? Yeah. it's. I love that Burns is in a tank. <laughs> I know. That's what's so good about it. <laughs> it was a bit so that the tank burst down the door. Mm. Like, yeah, it, like it, a battering ram tank. but it, They have those. Yep. Yeah, but... Must be a small fucking thing on the end of a yeah a battery ram tank yeah tank yeah they have these for doors yeah they put like a fucking metal square at the end of it and go poof. Uh, ram through okay okay I thought the, the yeah. dimensions seemed it's bas it's basically like a a metal plate at the end of a jousting stick attached to a tank I thought usually they just used the, a- the the you know, they'll hold the big metal pole and they hit the door they yeah SWAT teams and stuff I feel like they do that for apartment doors but I think for a house you get a tank. So you can just drive faster? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. (laughs) I've been waiting 25 years for this moment. I'm sorry, sir. I must have taped over that. Freeze. FBI. The jig is up. Nice touch here of Grandpa doing good by Mona. And, and yeah, stalling yeah, time. yeah. Like stalling with his senility. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Homer has then taken Mona out to be picked up in the middle of nowhere, as you said earlier. Mm. And the, from the anonymous tipster. Yeah. Let's just say that, you know, he's the young boy who rose through the ranks to become your friend, Chief Clancy. you I know, mean, yak, yak, yak. Yeah. <laughs> Did Wiggum want to reveal himself here? Or was he just accidentally doing because he's a he with might have accidentally, accidentally been doing it because yeah, he's an idiot. Yep. Yeah. Mona's ride arrives and this is where the heartstrings start getting pulled I <laughs> love the electric hippie van yeah. this thing's only got 20 minutes of juice left <laughs> at least this time I'm awake for your goodbye oh Homer remember whatever happens you have a mother and she's truly proud of you oh. don't forget me don't worry Homer You'll always be a part of me. Nice that Homer can now live his life knowing that he wasn't abandoned because he wasn't wanted. Yeah. And we end with that incredible shot. I like just that nice Homer smell. stands there waving, waving goodbye, goodbye for a really, really long time. Yes. Yeah. like you just And even when she when she goes to leave, mm. he's like doesn't want to let go. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, it's really, really sad. And then he just sits there and absorbs it and thinks yeah. about it all. And, and it's something that you don't expect from Homer. No, it's a moment of maturity. And as he sits there and he looks up into the stars, he kind of... He's been a child the whole episode, but it's like he's reflecting and growing up again and yeah. becoming a man again. Realising that everything he believed has been a lie, and it's actually, he's he's got someone out there. He's got a mum yeah. who loves him, you know? Yeah. And th- the, this moment's done so well that anyone watching it can actually sit there and reflect on something that it means to them, that they've lost. Yeah. 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 I'd, um, You know, can coincidentally, I, last night I went to see the Whitlam's with the Symphony Orchestra. Oh, was that good? The, it was brilliant. Like, Tim, I just love his voice. Um, yeah. It's like a... Velvet fog that encompasses you when you're in a room, um, but it made me think of one of their lyrics. Uh, Sometimes you got to look at the sky and become small again, mm. and that's pretty much what home is doing. Yep, yeah. It's in- you one- feel like he would have driven home perfectly at peace. What do we learn, Palmer? So, what'd you learn from this episode, Mitch? Germ warfare. It, we're only just scratching the surface of what's possible it's because we've been set back so far. I learned that you should never go back for a fallen soldier. <laughs> Words to live by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our review of Mother Simpson. Hope you enjoyed it. No mailbag this week because this is a premium review for our patrons out there. Thank them all once again. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. Your support is much appreciated. Like, you guys are just absolute champions. Mm-hmm. More and more people each each month and yeah, yeah blows yeah. my mind. People seem to like it. Let us know if you, what reviews you'd like us to do in the future, what premium ones, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Let us know what movie reviews you'd like us to do. This month we've got the prestige up. Mm-hmm. Mitch, any final words for our listeners for our review of Mother Simpson? No, my final words, I think, for all of the Patreon bonus stuff is, again, just thank you. Yep. Thank you. As uh, thank you for I again. mentioned before that I was feeling unwell, but it's always so much easier to sit down and do it for the money. Pays for your <laughs> pays for your flu shots. We'll pay for my flu shots. It <laughs> doesn't pay for a lot, to be fair, but, you know, it pays for the website. So thank you, guys, and we'll catch you guys next week. Shh.